We're talking startup funding at UIT. I'm here with David Hache, co-founder of BidSquid and current UIT student. Uh, we're here with Rob Myers, who is the CTO at click to order and he's the program manager at UIT. And also with us is Heather DeVoe. She's the operations manager at UIT. I'm Eric Lordy, and I like talking. So first of all, thanks for coming in. Thank you, Eric. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I was mm -hmm. here anyways. It's true. Yeah, it wasn't a long trip for anybody to come in here today. Person who didn't make it onto the podcast today, who I'm calling out publicly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we wanted to talk today about uh, some of the recent stories in the news about uh, startup funding, uh, and you all have a different perspective on that from different levels. Uh, I guess I'm going to go with you first, Dave, because you're frowning the most. Um, so you're the you're the the newest entrepreneur around here. Uh, BidSquid was just sort of uh, it, you know it's an idea in the making for a long time, but you're really hitting the ground running with it, uh, and presumably funding is part of that because you've just received some. But how much research do you put into finding out what funding is available? Well, I guess a lot of it is sort of uh, largely through word of mouth and, and just trying to network. Uh, there seems to be a fair number of different options in many different directions through many different organizations. Uh, so it, it does take a fair bit of time and research to try and make some sense of the mosaic of, of options available. Um, but the funding that we have recently received uh, has been uh, a great structure for us. It was through... Um, it was through the Island Sandbox, which administers some CBIF money for CBU students. And as a UIT student, uh, we qualify as also CBU students. Um, and we've got a great, very approachable structure to their funding. Um, they've had uh, the, the first tranche is uh, a fairly low barrier to entry, um, $1,000, uh, you know, just enough to kind of start and cover some of the initial costs of, um, you know, domain registration, uh, you know, your, your first couple of months of hosting, the, the sort of things that are, that, that do sort of add up 10 or 20 bucks a month or, you know, 70 or $80 here and there, uh, you know, really uh, start and get painful. You know, I, I forget who said like, you know, a million dollars here, a million dollars there, and suddenly you're talking about real money. Uh, you know, the same <laughs> thing, same sort of thing. You know, those 50 and $75 starting to add up when you're, you know, really starting to ramp up and, and think about the the, the, the progression of, of expenses and the way that you're going to make all that work. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the second tranche, which we uh, just received on Monday, is a, a $5,000 tranche. And, um, you know, we... we don't specifically have, you know, that necessarily pre-spent. I mean, we actually, we haven't, uh, we haven't spent the first thousand yet, but you know, that, that's going to go quickly when we start and do, especially some product market fit work that we're going to be doing shortly. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, some buying some Facebook ads or some Google AdWords, testing our hypothesis. Uh, you know, a lot of it's going to be, um, you know, us doing all the work and, you know, we're not, you know, we're certainly not out hiring people for this. We're still, you know, really hustling and, and trying to do things on a shoestring. But, you know, it allows us to, to be more methodical and to, to access some of the resources that are going to make our lives easier over the next few months to, mm. uh, to do that. So I, I think I've started to ramble a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, the, 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 sandbox, uh, the sandbox and CBF money administered by, uh, locally by Darren McDonald at CBU has been a, a great kickoff for us and is really paving the way towards, uh, uh, you know, the, the next steps for us while uh, helping us breathe a little bit easier in the short run. And it's nice that like that, that program has two next steps beyond where you're at now, right? So it's something you can keep planning for. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Um, Rob, you and uh, your, your business partner, Matt, also uh, received the same uh, funding. Uh, we did. Uh, now, you're, so Matt does the, the business side of things and you, you're the CTO. 
Uh, I'm not saying you don't do the business stuff, but, you know, strengths and all that. No, you're correct. I has, don't do the business stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, has Matt ever, like, come to you and be like, I got us funding through this, and you had no idea it was even in the pipes? Uh, no, he hasn't been that secretive with that stuff for me, but I will say it would be a very pleasant surprise if he ever showed up one day and was like, hey, we just got a whole bunch more money. Wow. I'll tell you, it's one of the few things I wouldn't be mad about him keeping a secret from me about. <laughs> um, but no, Dave makes some very good points. And uh, the, the thing to remember is at this point, you know, when you're trying to validate your business model, there is going to be some initial spending that has to be done. And it's fantastic that the uh, Island Sandbox is there to help these companies get get off the ground because there really wasn't a whole lot for this in the past. And you're really tending to see this uh, this change in ideology in, in Cape Breton in general with things like the Spark competition mm -hmm. uh, over the last few years, which should be a segue into this island sandbox money. So they're validating their idea. Once they get their idea validated and if they don't have any customers, it's perfect time for them to actually get in and apply for the Spark money, which can help them continue moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, the beautiful part about all of this money is it's not loan money um, mm -hmm. so it's it's considered uh, an investment um, of Island Sandbox and the future of Cape Breton so it's uh, it's fantastic that companies can actually get out and spend this money and not have to worry about whether they're going to lose their house if their business doesn't go through mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say free money is nice free money is nice there's more to it than that but it's definitely a great resource for people yeah. um, so well, I've been active around here for uh, since 2010 or so uh, and in that time, I feel like I've seen quite a bit of growth. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've always wondered, is that because I'm becoming more active in this sector? Or is there actually like a quantifiable improvement in these resources available for people? And I'm asking Rob because uh, you've been at this. Uh, you're an old dog. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> there, is, uh, there is absolutely a 100% um, increase in all of this stuff. Um, Bob, Pelly, and the folks at uh, InnovaCore have done a great job over the years of uh, continuing this entrepreneurial trend but it, it feels like the big thing that kind of kick-started uh, the tech industry around here was really Gavin Uma. Um, him selling Go Instant mm -hmm. um, really kind of, and being from Cape Breton, really kind of helped put us on the map and made the uh, the tech professionals around here realize like, oh my God, I can actually get something out the door here and I can sell it for, mm -hmm. for a lot of money. So... Um, and cards at the table, Uma is the U in UIT for anybody listening from home. So uh, we, we really like Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. If it weren't for Gavin, we wouldn't be here right nice. now. Um, but I think that can be said for like the broader, like that, that was definitely, I remember the Startup Cape Breton event, uh, what, four years ago, three mm -hmm. years ago, where they announced UIT. Mm -hmm. It seems like that was a big growth point for our, our tech sector. Yeah. Um, and success just tends to be get more success around mm -hmm. the area. So you're seeing people who are getting more confidence in themselves to get out there and get these businesses off the ground. But not just that, you're seeing great promise in some of these companies, uh, such as uh, Darren Gallup with Securacy. Mm -hmm. They look like they're doing something that might be uh, revolutionary around here in Cape mm -hmm. Breton. So, um, and he's not, already got success with one startup, so it's neat to see him pivoting back to forming a new startup. That's, absolutely. that's really cool. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that all we need is one success in Cape Breton to turn us into a tech hub here. Mm -hmm. So um, the more companies that come out of the woodwork and start up, the better chance we have of that actually happening at the end of the day. I think I just want to speak to your point, Eric, about whether it's because you're in the sector now or, or because it's actually growing. Um, I think UIT has played an integral part in making a, set, a center. Mm -hmm. So it was there before, but now there's a place to go and see it tangibly and everyone 
sort of circles around what is going on at UIT. Mm-hmm. Um, and there isn't a tech company in Cape Breton that doesn't know what we are and, and what we're doing. Um, and so I think that sort of grounds it in in the idea that there there is a place that it, it isn't just this thing, it isn't just this industry, but there's a center of it. I mm-hmm. feel like there's a center of it now. Well, five out of the six companies accepted into the Propel cohort are either UIT students, alum, or instructors. Yeah. Which is kind of awesome. Yeah. We're real proud about that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's neat. Well, yeah. just, to, just to finish up on, on the question, or maybe not finish up, but contribute, uh, you know, I, I think Ontravestor just this morning came out with some statistics that said that over the last couple of years, startup funding for early stage uh, mm-hmm. enterprises in, in Atlantic Canada is is very very strong mm-hmm. uh you know where we perhaps have a bit of a gap and i can't speak from any personal experiences sort of in the later larger funding rounds mm-hmm. uh and uh, just anecdotally um you know when people like jeff amarine from startup junkies come into town you know they say like the the the, the non-dilutive financing available to startups in this region and Canada in general is second to none. He says it's a yeah. it's an envy of the tech sector in in the states. Love to hear that. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> so I think you know we're we're getting some things right, and I think this 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 tiered financing through the the sandbox I think is just amazing. I think you know not only does it present a low barrier to entry for like an early stage startup, and you know as far as I'm concerned, any student at CBU who you know has a hint of an idea should you know pursue it, and that's mm-hmm. what we want more people Absolutely. doing that. So this is yeah. the the Absolutely. best structure for it, but mm-hmm. hopefully that also creates higher quality companies downstream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the companies that got the one and maybe they got the five, maybe they fizzle out after that, you know, we've only wasted $6,000, but you know, the companies that are applying for the tens and the 25s and the fifties and the quarter millions down the road will be that much further ahead for having had these, you know, in initial steps mm-hmm. done right with mm-hmm. a little bit of funding, you know, so it's really, a, I think a, a super smart investment. And maybe you don't get the 10 the first time, yeah. but you know, you, you've got, you know, that you've got the one of the five, so you've got something you can work on. Mm-hmm. Maybe the second time the 10 becomes more viable, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, and there's it's something really nice. to be said about the spending that $6,000 to find out that wasn't the answer. Yes. You yeah. know, so like there, it, it, there's learning to be happening on all sides of that. And mm-hmm. so I think that the sandbox sees the value in, you know, quote unquote, giving away that money mm-hmm. to see what is going to work. And and so I really like that they they take that risk. For, mm-hmm. uh, they take it on for people, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I just uh, read about this morning. Uh, so I'm a student at St. Avex um, doing a master's program there. And I got an email this morning about their sandbox, and mm-hmm. I'm going to dig into it a little bit more because I want to find out if Cape Retners are eligible for it. But they have gamified sandboxing, and they're going to launch a program this summer where uh, you come to the campus for the You're whole summer. talking about the boot camps. Yeah, yeah I know but about they're going to pay yeah. you at the end of it when you've ticked all the boxes off of their checklist. So it's mm-hmm. not prize oh, wow. money, yeah. um, but it's like, if you're going to do it anyway, come here and do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's $50,000. Yeah. And so I'm going to find out some more about that, and I'm going to send it to the students here at UIT because uh, if you're going to do it anyway, yeah. you know, it go there. and like, what a great extension of our sandbox, of yeah. Propel, of yeah. Spark, you know, yeah. to be able to go and and every every uh, corner that you can reach into, yep. and then even more so to be able to take that money back to Cape Breton mm-hmm. yeah. and invest in your company here. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting too. I mean, yeah. the investment is like it's pitched to like so and so company received X dollars, but really so and so entrepreneur or founder of company received X dollars. So whether the company doesn't pan out for reasons that can totally happen, that entrepreneur learns so much along the way. You're oh, paying. Yeah. The taxpayers or whoever is putting money into this is helping to build up a more sustainable ecosystem by Absolutely. making people more viable, Absolutely. which is awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Like super cool. Mm-hmm. Well, anybody who comes with that kind of money and say, for instance, hires a new grad mm-hmm. to uh, to do some programming for them, um, even if the company doesn't make it at the end of the day, you have that residual uh, effect of this these employees gaining more work experience, becoming better at what they do, mm-hmm. and then most likely they get reabsorbed into the ecosystem in another startup mm-hmm. and they continue to build mm-hmm. their skills from there. The mm-hmm. contacts so, alone, oh, like yeah. even if it doesn't pan out, that's now someone you know that you didn't know 10 minutes ago yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. and and the lessons accrue to the whole ecosystem too it's not just the entrepreneur who's learning from mm-hmm. their mistakes but the you know you've kind of got the whole community is watching and yeah. learning from every individual experiment that's mm-hmm. being run that's yeah. right so it you know really increases the the institutional and societal uh, cap, intellectual capital mm-hmm. i mean a, a, you know a startup isn't a, a self-contained thing maybe this what the, the sets that they're working on may be unique in the area <laughs> but like the experiences and the, the day-to-day trials and tribulations they're running through yeah. like that's shared by so many other people locally mm-hmm. right so when and, you, <laughs> sorry when you said they're not self-contained things immediately i was like oh my god they're hot messes like, just, <laughs> they're just like exploding hot messes everywhere like that's not wrong oh no. god <laughs> but they're supported they are yeah <laughs> I, uh, I don't know where to go from exploding hot masses. <laughs> Give me a second. Design, uh, explode, iterate. Uh, <laughs> that needs to be a t-shirt. That yeah. needs to be a really geeky yeah. like, entrepreneur t-shirt slogan. Another great resource that uh, entrepreneurs actually have to access that we haven't spoken about uh, is the Mentor Connect program mm-hmm. as well. Um, what the Mentor Connect program is, is it's a free program in, uh, in Sydney that's offered to entrepreneurs. Uh, I believe it's through Novacore, but I can't 100% say that. I think the that. partnership has something to do with it, I too. think the partnership yeah. does have something to do with it, as well. Um, but basically, they have a, a network of mentors who have gone through most of the problems that any new entrepreneur has gone through before. Mm-hmm. And what they're very good at is actually uh, connecting the entrepreneurs with uh, mentors that can actually help them. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we won uh, from the Spark Pilot Program for uh, well, what is now Click to Order, um, <clears throat> we were entered into the uh, the pilot for the Mentor Connect program along with some of the other winners. And cool. it really kind of helped us get off the ground at first because we were really not quite sure what we were doing on the business sure. side. It's understandable. That, you know? mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. it's great that you can make the connection between, um, and even with your money that you received, Dave, from the sandbox, it doesn't just stop at the dollars. There's mm-hmm. a network mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. of, you know, you get all of that experience, you get all of that networking, you get all of those connections. And people are really supportive mm-hmm. of of the efforts, you know. They'll poke holes in it to make sure that you're going down the right path, but mm-hmm. they want to see you succeed. So mm-hmm. programs like Metro Connect and, and uh, the Sandbox are really great for things like yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's almost a form of smart money in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they're mm-hmm. protecting their investment. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Sure. Not only are they giving you the money, they're... They're helping you to mm-hmm. succeed at the mm-hmm. same time. They're not just here. Here's the money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let's see if you fail or uh, succeed. I Which mean, that's make... holding you accountable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and that's how you find success. Yeah. Just throwing money at somebody or random advice. That's yeah. not, not nobody benefits from that. But it's, it's, there's something to be said about going through the community, you know, economic development route mm-hmm. to get your funding for your startup. Because if you had the ability to go to the bank. Uh, and just say like you know give me fifty or a hundred thousand dollars to start a business. They'll write you that check, but then you're just gone. You're yeah. off on your own. You have to go make all those connections for Absolutely. yourself. Versus if you do a little bit of the work, you put a little bit of the leadway in yourself. Uh, you talk to a few people, you get some money, and you get someone to help you along the way. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, people think that investing or not investing in getting you know seed money or any kind of um, 
um, award money for their efforts it, because it is accumulated often in smaller amounts. They mm -hmm. think that that's too much work, but the value that comes along with that money is so much more valuable than just mm -hmm. going to the bank and getting a check. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Loans available are, are, are like, it's it's great to have those available mm -hmm. to you, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't suggest using them unless you absolutely mm -hmm. had to. Yeah. Or at um, least go through an organization like the CBDC, you know, the community, what is it called? The community... Business Development Corporation. Yeah, yeah so yeah. in town so. there's there's yeah. BDC and there's Coastal Business. Yeah. Coastal um, Business, yeah. And when you when you apply for funding with them through either say looking for through their Futurepreneur program, uh, what they do is they also connect you with a mentor at mm -hmm. that point, mm -hmm. just to make sure that the money they give you is not going to be yeah going to be wasted. You can have some mm -hmm. some actual directed uh, help with how yeah. you need to use that money moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Um, you've done a lot of research for that uh, on behalf of UIT, Heather. Uh -huh. uh, do you, are you still finding new stuff? Yep. That's, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I just, this, <laughs> this Saint of X thing I just found this morning. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to pursue that. Um, we happened upon the Google Impact Challenge a few months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was a big deal. That was cool. Yeah. Um, so that was that was fun to write. Um, the, the things that I find are like organizations like Innovacore, um, they quietly release information. Like mm -hmm. you have to go to their website very frequently to see what's going on. And they do a good job of putting it out into the tech community itself. Mm -hmm. But if you're on the fringe and yeah. you're thinking about tech, but you don't know, um, I would recommend checking out that website very yeah. frequently because they have a lot actually going on behind the scenes um, that they just, they put out there. And, and uh, so there's, there's a lot of things happening in that way. Um, with the idea of, um, you know, and Sparkle becoming up again soon, Propel just started. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing that I learned, and I think we talked about this maybe in another podcast that we learned probably the most valuable funding information we learned this year was about employee funding, mm -hmm. how to, how to get your first employee, uh, through the YMCA, um, through employability, Nova Scotia, uh, through programs that are designed to get people off the couch and get them working. Um, but these aren't just give someone a job funding programs. These are give them the, the groundwork for careers. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was a lot of, there's a lot of checkboxes that you have to check in order to qualify as someone who receives this type of funding as an organization that receives it. Um, but it's well worth the effort. Mm -hmm. uh, they also provide mentoring on hiring and they can help you find uh, a candidate if you're not yeah. in the position to do that yourself. If you actually, and this is something that I recently learned was you don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> you know, there's like you, you say like, Oh, well we need someone to do this, but there's a whole process that you need to go through from a HR perspective of what is it, exactly that you want that person to do day to day. So I learned a lot of valuable lessons in working with Employment Nova Scotia in particular um, of not only how to get funding, but also how, how to hire for that mm -hmm. pos position to make sure that it would benefit the organization uh, in, in the most impactful way. Um, so there's lots of information there. So when you're thinking about funding, you, you people think like, oh, I just need money to start. But you need money to keep the lights on. You need money to pay your employees. Keep the servers running. Keep the servers yeah. running. Uh, That's a and, big one. That's a huge yeah. one. Yeah. And uh, I'll just do a little plug here. Yesterday was uh, International Women's Day. There are entire program sectors dedicated to if you're a woman and you want to start a business, you need to go and talk to places like UIT. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to go talk to places like the YMCA because there's funds for things like 
you need to buy software and you can get that for free. If you need to buy a computer, you can get that for free. Yeah. If you need training so that you can do your own accounting every every quarter, you can get that for free. Yeah. Um, so there's when we talk about funding, there's it isn't just money in your hand to go and do stuff with, but it's things to make the cogs turn. Yeah. Um, so that's I just wanted to mention. And that, if you want to get important. into that uh, that industry, I've heard this rumor that there's a full bursary available through UIT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, plug plug plug. <laughs> right. So UIT offers bursaries uh, up to six thousand dollars for women in tech who. Uh, who are in tech or who want to get into tech. We also offer First Nations bursaries for women. We have two of them right now, mm-hmm. um, valued at $3,000 each uh, for a First Nations woman who wants to get into tech and would uh, come to UIT. So that's available as well. Well, sort of on point, there was actually an example just on Tuesday. A woman knocked on the door of UIT. I mean, you guys kind of know the story, an MBA student with a startup idea Mm -hmm. and, you know, just was referred to us and she walked away, you know, with a a number of referrals and, you know, super excited about what was there. And it was just that one knock on the door. But the question is, how do we get the people sitting at home or or in the classrooms with the ideas to come and knock on this door and get into the ecosystem. And that's where the real challenge lies in this. Mm -hmm. We need to to get more people out and doing this. Mm -hmm. And this this was not an easy question to answer Mm -hmm. as well. I think a lot of people think it doesn't apply to them. Oh, yeah. uh, people think when they see money handed out, uh, example, the ACOA funding announcement from last week, uh, like Ubiquoy received mm-hmm. close to a million dollars. Now, half of that's repayable or repayable and conditionally repayable. But people see that and they think, oh, you know, this is for the big people with all that stuff or even the smaller ones. Like, oh, I'm not right for this fit. Uh, it's very easy to see money being given out. And if you don't understand the work that goes into receiving that money, thinking, uh, oh, that's not going to apply for me. You know, like, right. right? And and so, like, how do you convince people that, yes, your idea uh, has merits, you can do the work to validate being at the position of the people who are receiving funding? I don't know how to do that. It's hard. It is it is a complicated network. You know, when I first I was I'm not from Sydney, I came to school here starting in September. And, you know, early on, I I was overwhelmed by the the resources available. It was actually a, a gigantic number. And I was having a hard time even understanding what was what and trying Mm -hmm. to keep it straight in my head. So I uh, I built a mind map for myself using Mm -hmm. an online tool and it, I mean, it's been growing ever since and it looks like a a squid orgy right now. But, um, you know, (laughs) you can. (laughs) Are you over 18? (laughs) That's a Um, wonderful picture of your head before noon. Amazing. But, you know, it it, it is, it's, but we just, we need to, to, um, I think either get that map out there, you know, clean it up for uh, the younger crowd, but uh, get that map out there and then like, you know, have the access points. And I think UIT has a key role Mm -hmm. in being that access point. I mean, that was how Mm -hmm. that opened up a a whole hallway of doors for me. And, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for the the knock on the door on Tuesday, like, Mm -hmm. you know, we were the, we were the, the people that shone, shone the light for her. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that you described it as overwhelming because there are people who will listen to this and I used to be one of those people yep. before I get into working for tech companies that I would say there's nothing. There is nothing. Mm-hmm. So to hear that the options available to you are overwhelming, mm-hmm. but people still don't know mm-hmm. is, is uh, like, I think that's amazing. And I think that might be partially what it comes down to is the fact that it, that it is overwhelming at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, a, I'm a programmer by trade. Uh, I couldn't have gotten either of my businesses off the ground without Matt because I don't know how to make a business plan. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to project our, our revenue over the next 18 months mm-hmm. or three years or, or whatever have you. Um, 
some people feel like they need to know everything that goes into starting a business mm -hmm. before actually starting a business. Um, but it's not that way. You just, you need an idea and you need to have the drive to execute on that mm -hmm. idea at mm -hmm. the end of the day. And all of the other pieces will fall in place mm -hmm. eventually. You'll find people who can help you with this information. Like you mentioned, Heather, there's the YMCA. They'll help you write up a business plan mm -hmm. if you need one. Mm -hmm. um, as far as projecting your future revenue goes, there's lots of people around that can help you work that out. Mm -hmm. uh, one beautiful thing about the ecosystem around here, even though the business uh, the business ecosystem is small, uh, they're very helpful of each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every You could almost knock on any door around here mm -hmm. of a business and they'll open the door and welcome you in and help you. Mm -hmm. And that's because Cape Breton has done a really good job of reducing redundancy. We don't have a lot of redundant services. So mm -hmm. if you need something, you go and you end up at the wrong door, they'll point you in the direction of the right person to go to. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have firms here. Like we're not a big city full of like tons of consulting firms. There isn't a, a thousand people who could write your business plan for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and the people that do that are well identified and well situated in the community. And so that I think that lack of or that reduction of redundancy in the resources is we don't have people fighting for government dollars to fund a similar program. There, there isn't, you know, five versions of Spark. Each one has, a, you know, yeah. e like even from Propel to Spark, like they're similar in terms of, you know, the, the paths that they send you on, but the outcomes are very, very different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're keeping it simple yet yeah. robust at the yeah. same time. Yeah, you don't I mean, want this fun... You don't want this fundraising to be a full-time job. That's right. I mean, yeah. founders got to launch their business. Yeah. They can't, you know. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough of a, like, base to have that much redundancy either, right? I mean, it would be really awkward if the same two people running the same program kept running into each other at the same meeting every month, right? But it makes for a strong <laughs> community in the mm -hmm. sense that we know, you know, like that young woman that came in to talk about her business idea. Mm -hmm. We, within three minutes, we were like, go here, go here, yeah. go here. Like, we knew where to send her. Um and, and I think that that's important is so when you have the, the right, you know, the top four or five things that you got to do first, um, I think that that helps. And so Dave's idea of mind mapping, which was very smart, mm -hmm. that was really, really a really good idea to do that. And we're going to get our hands on that. Well, so that I was, as soon as you described that to me, uh, I thought, uh, how do you deal with an overwhelming squid, squid order of information? <laughs> because like from your perspective, it's sort of like a dartboard, which is the appropriate place to start. Do I just go here or there? Uh, you could like, we have uh, for anybody listening at home, we have a, a wall in our classroom that is just idea paint. You could draw on it with whiteboard markers. Uh, I would like to do the a visual roadmap of every uh, possibility through uh, the tech sector, Cape Breton, from startup, uh, like education, all the way to acceleration. Because, like, uh, it is a roadmap. Mm -hmm. Like, this is appropriate at timeline X, this is appropriate at timeline Y. But it's hard to think of it that way if, like, you're just randomly hearing about these things here and there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that would be Absolutely. a huge resource for the community. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, I've so been working on it for six months, and I don't even think I'm 80%. Complete. It would be amazing yeah. if there was a piece of software that could just pick all of this stuff out for you. Yeah. Just, yeah. just an idea. We there, should get bro. some funding for that. Yeah. <laughs> or a school that can help you navigate those resources. Yeah, so we got to the most laser-pointed <laughs> plugging right there. Well done. And we can do that if anybody likes that idea and wants to build it. Uh, come see us. Yep. We're really good at teaching you how to do those things. Or if you just want to build it to make uh, Cape Breton better, you have our blessing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I mean, talking about making Cape Breton better, making anything, you know, the, the people at home might be thinking, well, gee, a lot of government money's going into this. You know, where's the return? You know, and, and 
some of it's, you know, some of it is grant money that's not, you know, returnable and it does enrich the ecosystem. But the success stories, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, when you look at Gavin and, and what he's done for the Sydney ecosystem and the contributions he's continuing to make in Halifax, you know, launching another company, the employee employment that he's created there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can't go to a startup event with speakers who aren't freely giving their time, mm-hmm. you know, the success stories coming back to help the people coming behind them who are trying to do the same thing. I mean, New Brunswick had some gigantic exits and yeah. their ecosystem is so much richer for, for that. And, yeah. you know, it, it's mm-hmm. just creating opportunities for everyone. So yeah. it's yeah. just a, such a great investment, I think. I mean, we need more entrepreneurs in Atlantic Canada and we need to to, to support that with... Uh, yeah, we with, hit the nail absolutely. on the head there, Dave. A yeah. successful entrepreneur doesn't just ride off into the sunset with their money typically. Yeah, on their Lamborghini. Um, yeah. They tend to stay around and help enrich the community around them. Especially and then if they came up through a community start. that enriched them or mm-hmm. couldn't, and so they want to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? That's the, the, like, look at uh, Skype. I was based on coming out of Latvia. Estonia. Estonia, yes. I mean, Skype is one of the biggest names in tech. And, like, they've put Estonia on the map in a ridiculous way Mm -hmm. by having a huge exit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even a smaller one can have have a a massive contribution locally. It's really Mm -hmm. cool to see. Mm -hmm. And it's because most people aren't jerks. Mm -hmm. Most people want to see success all around them. Exactly. And even, like, without the exits, like, with a company like Ubiquay, you know, just getting their funding, they they were talking at their – the – the ACOA announcement that they their home base is Cape Breton, but they're opening offices quite literally all over the world, mm-hmm. you know, and and I can't re- recall exactly where he was saying, but he was saying uh, five or six different countries in, you know, in Asia and, and in Europe, and that's a huge deal, and mm-hmm. they're based in Cape Breton. Yep. And so when you think about tech being untouchable and you think about it being unattainable for you and you know, you're you're outside of that circle. That circle is in Cape Breton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're it's right downtown Sydney. Yeah. Like we're right we're all right here. Yeah. So yeah. like it isn't. It isn't something that is, you know, you see in the movies and you see mm-hmm. you only hear about those success stories off the cuff. Like those success stories are happening here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're making real jobs for real people. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a big deal. I mean, we have a number of industry-leading tech companies at Cape Breton. Mm-hmm. Mercados for festivals. Protocase builds stuff for NASA. Mm-hmm. I love saying that a company in Cape Breton is building things for NASA. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's just going to be more of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to keep growing, which is really, really cool. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially yes. since I have really young kids. Yeah. I wanna... <laughs> That's <laughs> I the said, end goal. <laughs> I, said, I made a video last night with my son. I, he was playing games and I was recording him. He makes me stand behind him with a phone and record his gameplay online. And so I said, hey, Mitch, what are you going to do when you grow up? And I quickly flashed the phone in his direction. He said, I'm going to go to UIT. Oh, yeah. He was so energetic. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny. And I, I thought, because I, I thought of how you say all the time, like, you, you want to lay the groundwork for your girls. Um, and, like, he'll be the class of 2028. And yep. whatever he decides to do, uh, it you know, I hope it's in downtown Sydney. But mm-hmm. it's, you have to think about those things. And, yeah. like... Those funding options, things like the Sandbox and a, and, and a COA and a Novacore and the Spark competitions, so, you know, like, what are they going to look like in 10 years? Because mm-hmm. that's only 10 years away. Right. You know, what does that look like in 10 years? And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, by, by talking about them and, and keeping them alive and making sure that people know that those options are there and they're not fringe and they're not unaccessible to the average person. I think that Mm -hmm. that's really important. Mm -hmm. I meet people all the time who have no idea they would qualify for some of these things. Oh, I know. And it's so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, we're getting out there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cool. 
Any uh, final thoughts on the wonderful state of Cape Breton funding from anyone, or did I miss covering anything? No, I think uh, I think we covered quite a bit here today. Uh, it sounds like we were pretty comprehensive. Um, hopefully we continue uh, building around here, and I think the area knows that, as is the case when you're typically investing in companies, not every company is going to make it. Mm -hmm. um, so for that reason, we're very supportive around here of mm -hmm. the companies that make it and equally don't make it. Yeah. Um, so, but... The one piece of advice I would give out there is, uh, what is it that Wayne Gretzky said? You uh, you don't score on 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The same goes with ideas. If you have an idea, don't let it sit in your head mm -hmm. and then condemn the person that, that finally went out and acted on it. <laughs> yeah. um, because it's not hurts. good for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so get out there and get your ideas known. Find out how you can build them. There's lots of resources out there for you. Uh, if you're looking to get started, come down and chat with one of us at UIT. We, we would love to point you in the, the right way. direction. Dave? Uh I guess key takeaways would be if you're if you're a university student or a recent grad, you should talk to your sandboxes. Mm -hmm. They'll set you up. If you're in high school thinking about doing something or mid-career, I mean, I'm I'm far removed from high school and I came to UIT. Um, you know, it takes a little bit more of a commitment, but, you know, I'm learning. I'm not just launching a startup and getting support and learning about the ecosystem, but I'm like, you know, I'll be able to, I'm learning to launch a startup, learning to create a minimum viable product. I'll be able to you know, launch six startups in the next six years if I wanted. I really like on, hearing that. <laughs> based on what I'm learning here. So, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit more of a commitment, but it's a, you know, the, I couldn't be happier with the path that it's put me on. So, mm -hmm. you know, cool. the sandboxes, UIT, and... Uh, um, there's yeah. so many of them, right? How do you list them all in the <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. X? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's yeah. a lot of them. It's cool. Just don't try to run all six startups at once. Like, yeah. probably <laughs> <work>. <laughs> what would you say is the limit? Are you there yet? Uh, two is probably the limit. Two is the limit? No. Yeah. And a full-time job. <laughs> and a full-time job. Yeah, there you go. You could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Heather? Uh, I think my takeaway would be to assume nothing mm -hmm. and ask as many questions as you can. Uh, like I said, before I started working for tech companies, I didn't even know this was a thing in Cape Breton. Uh, and was surprised to learn there was an entire ecosystem developing around me. And I'm really glad to be in the middle of it now uh, and to have access to that information. Uh, I just wish more people would, would ask uh, and be inquisitive as to what their options are to work and stay in Cape Breton. Thank you. I would say to anybody listening at home, uh, you, if you know us uh, and know about all of this, which is possible based on the current subscriber list for our podcast, likely know people who don't know us and don't know this and have ideas. And maybe you haven't even thought about the fact that they have an idea because sometimes people just let the ideas sit in their head for a while. Uh, get this information out there. It helps everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll put links to all of those things in uh, the comments for this post. Uh, talk to you next time at go. UIT. Go pens, go. <laughs> <laughs> so long. Uh, I was going to finish with something cool. <laughs>